Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Astros win this World Series, and their goal since 2019, when everyone found out about 2017 scandal, their goal has been win the World Series so no one can say anything about that. That is how we cure this cheater stuff. That is how we change our perception. That is how we stop these fans that want to, you know, troll us and boo us and everything else. Win the World Series, beat everyone. And then we have two rings and one that they can't look at it as as, uh, an asterisk or a, a fake World Series at all. Now, for the Yankees, you clearly know who's standing in your way. If I'm the New York Yankees, I'm studying the Houston Astros. I'm getting as much intel on them as possible because you know that's the team standing in your way. You're going to meet them again, most likely, right? You haven't been able to beat them in three trips to the ALCS, 17, 19, and now 22. So if you plan on getting to the World Series, it's clear. You need to have the formula for knocking them off. And I don't think anyone really has. They swept the Mariners. They swept the Yankees. And yeah, the... uh, the Phillies were able to steal a game in 10 innings yep. in, in Houston. And then Lance McCullers was tipping his pitches and they had a home run derby off of them. Yes. Other than that, like yeah. you, they, they dominated the whole postseason. They dominated the whole regular season. They stayed relatively healthy. They pitched better than everyone else. Yes. And they've got guys that can hit, multiple guys that can hit. Half of their roster was homegrown. 14 out of 27 guys were homegrown guys. They, you know, I hate it, but they drafted well. They developed well, and they just keep it coming. They are able to move on from Carlos Correa and not yeah. pay him all that money because they have a Jeremy Pena waiting in the wings. Then they can sp- they can spread that money out, put it elsewhere, pay Jordan Alvarez, lock up these arms they have. Like Christian Javier is making seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Their their investment in young pitchers is really what's taken because you know look at let's look at the World Series. Okay, first of all. Dusty Baker, if you listen to any of his press conferences, and I went through every single one of them, he keeps giving you hints that he is not this folksy old school manager manages by the seat of his pants. He is part of a large analytically driven system. And his decisions um, in the end are part of that. Um, you know, He's not just a, this is what I did because I went with my gut kind of guy. Okay. He removed a pitcher from a no hitter. Okay which is not which flies against everything that you know from old school this and that it's 
that wasn't what it was about. Your best chance to win the game was to bring in fresher arms at that point during a no-hitter. He ran an organization that was analytically driven. That's one point. Two, Keith, look at how they look at how the Phillies lost this World Series. Okay. They struck out a ton. So was it the batters or was it the Astros pitchers, the same Astros pitchers that kept striking out the Yankees batters? The Phillies' only success was with the home run ball in, you know, um, outside the rally they had against Verlander, right? Which is kind of one in a million. That rally against that kind of pitcher had never happened in the history of the World Series. So a little bit of luck happening there. These are the kinds of things that were needed to just win a couple of games against the Astros. As you mentioned, they, you know, their pitching was, they didn't give up any runs to Seattle. They didn't give up anything to the Yankees. And then, you know, in the games they won, they, they, they didn't really give up anything to the Phillies either. The Phillies had one of the worst offensive showings in World Series history. This has a lot to do with Houston Astros pitching more than anybody's offensive approach, I would say, after you saw what happened in three consecutive series. I said they pitch better than everyone else. They are baseball now. People are debating whether they're a dynasty or not. You're a dynasty. I don't care if you you lost those World Series. They lost a couple World Series in the six years that they made it mm-hmm. to the ALCS. But, like, they were there. They were in the championship. So, like, losing to the Braves and the Nationals, to me, I don't I don't look at I look at that. I don't think that detracts from your dynasty that you lost the World Series. They got there and they got there with pitching um, clutch hitting. You know, there's a there's another conversation around the Astros about them tanking and obviously tanking helped them get here. They are baseball now, whether whether you like them or hate them, which I hate them. I I, I congratulated them yesterday because I I woke up or two days ago. No, they won Saturday night. So it was Sunday morning. I'm like, they're all over everything. And baseball, and I didn't, I didn't listen to the game with sound on. I was out, but I watched. And uh, someone tweeted that you know, Major League Baseball, whoever was calling the game, it's like there's a um, initiative by Major League Baseball to get fans to move on from 2017. Forget about the cheating scandal and the camera in center field and the trash cans. Yeah. That's in the past. I don't that think doesn't it's matter. I think it's just part of the storyline because that's all anybody like. The reason everybody, every baseball fan who doesn't like the Astros doesn't like the Astros is because of the cheating and so the it's, tanking. It's so, part of the, it's so part it's of like the if you look at these guys over the last decade plus, they tank to get some of the best players, some of their core players that they won with, that they also cheated with. You have the trash can scandal. But then there's also the rumor of the buzzer scandal. They didn't really research that. And then this is the last thing I'll say on it so we can move on. This team is able to succeed again because they weren't properly punished, right? They lost draft picks. No players were suspended. Um, they 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 had an, uh, a $5 million fine, right? Yeah. So when I say they are baseball now, the last 10 years of baseball is a story on how – the Astros lost 103 games. They tanked. They got top picks to build their core. They made the right moves to bring in guys like a Justin Verlander or even yeah. a Garrett Cole when they had him. Uh, but then they also didn't have to pay George Springer or Carlos Correa. They had the talent waiting in the wings, and they are able to get back to winning a World Series uh, two years after we found out that they cheated five years ago. This is a, this is a story about how modern day major league baseball is. And when I look at the Astros, 
I, I don't know who's going to knock them off, but I hope it is the Yankees. I hope the story keeps going and the Yankees figure out how to match up with them, how to go toe to toe, because they look like they're going to keep winning for a while. Yeah, like, well, this isn't over. Like This oh, could be yeah. for the next decade. Everything and their pitching is lined up that way. But I, I'd say the only thing I push back on against calling it a dynasty, Keith, is that my personal belief is that you have to win back to back championships at some point to be considered a real dynasty. The Giants from a decade ago never defended successfully defended their World Series championship. They won in 10, 12, and 14, right? right. They didn't win back to backs. If I think of dynasties, I'm thinking Green Bay Packers, you know, Celtics, Lakers, all those things, Steelers. Back-to-backs are part of it, okay, and all the Yankees. So uh, the Reds, the A's uh, from, from the 70s. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just doesn't happen anymore. I well, love I love the parody of baseball. Well, that's I can't call it a dynasty. Okay, until you win back to backs, they are a the dominant. Closest team. thing we'll They're see. A they're a dominant the team. closest thing to a dynasty. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. right. Listen, and you're allowed. You want to call them that? You can. My yeah, own definition. My own definition is you have to win back to backs at some point. But they're incredibly dominant. They're the team that they might win back, back to back. Coming team. up, like, they I did, just, right? If, if the Yankees don't knock them off in the American League, we expect the Mariners to grow into a team that's going to be able to knock them off. No, we expect the Guardians or. Someone coming out of the central? No, maybe it. No, I just I look like at the Astros, Angels, Rangers, Tigers. Anybody? No, not no. yet. Listen, everything's going to go through the Astros. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen again next year too. But I, you know, kind of if we go back a week when the Phillies were still, you know, just the National League champions and pushing the Astros a little bit, you know, you think back to. Um, some of the people that we know from what you call, you know, Yankees South, Rob Thompson, Kevin Long, a big part of this. Okay. Thompson pushed all the right buttons in getting the Phillies to the World Series, right? Between the Cardinals series and the Braves series and the Padres. And then all of a sudden he's getting roasted for taking Zach Wheeler out um, mm-hmm. for the matchup against Jordan Alvarez. When that's what moves like that actually got him there. In the first, got him to game six of the World Series. So in that instance, the move didn't work. And it comes back to this idea. And part of what I asked Aaron Boone about, like, you know, about processes too, like, this is about outcomes, okay? Not the moves. Right. Nobody questioned the moves a week ago when they were getting them to the World Series, but the outcome is different in game six. All of a sudden, it's like, why are you doing that? I guess that's just how we're conditioned to look at it as fans because we don't have to deal with the hypotheticals of what we would have done. It's just what happened and how are we dealing with it? So like to me, I guess my point here, bringing it back to this, is this is no different than any, the, any Yankees moves or any other moves. He made a move that eventually didn't work. And now that's something they have to live with. He knows his guy, right? And he's supposed to know his guy better than anyone else. Any fans and, and fans know they knew Zach Wheeler historically just, you know, that, that was the move that like it didn't work out, like you said, but Zach Wheeler getting up there um, in pitches and that part of the game, I forget exactly where it was, but I know I remember 
Yeah, 70 pitches, five and a third innings. Yeah. Phillies fans were saying, yeah, well, you know, Zach Wheeler's got a tendency to give it up when he gets to this point or that point. And, you know, Rob is managing with the game on the line and using what he knows about his guy and not thinking like, this is the World Series. I'm going to let him champ it out. Like, no, he's trying to avoid a mistake letting him champ it out. Instead, you go to a fresher arm. The fresher arm doesn't have it. But aren't those the same things you and I talk about with Aaron Boone and his decisions all the time? We just watch them more closely and they matter more to you. Similar, but (laughs) – They're closer to your heart. That's why. You react to I guess. I just – I'll never get over uh, Clark Schmidt being the new Mike King. Like, I think they wanted him to be Michael King, and he just never was. Well, uh, and then even the order, like, you go to you go to Clark Schmidt over Lou Trevino, and then you take Cole out of the game and go to Lou Trevino. I'm like, I, like, mm-hmm. I don't even want any more pitchers from the Oakland A's. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because one of the things that Thompson used as an explanation about bringing in Alvarado was he needed a strikeout there. And he just – that was the – that he thought that was his best opportunity for a strikeout. Not a fly ball that was going to bring in a sac- – you know, sacrifice fly. Yeah. One out situation is different than with two outs. So there's just these little things that make you – you know, if there are two outs in the inning, I wonder if he makes that move. I don't know if that question was asked. But he's – you know, he needed a strikeout in that spot. So that's a little bit different. The other thing with me, Keith, is, you know, Kevin Long is a terrific hitting coach, right? Um and I'd like to actually see if we can get him on here at one point. But if you, he's taken four different teams to the World Series. But then once you get there at certain times, different things happen. And this Phillies team got shut down to almost historic levels in a six-game series, minus a home run outburst um, in game three, right? Uh, doesn't take away from how good the hitting coach is. You want to fire the hitting coach now, whatever. But they had won something in the World Series. They struck out a record number of times. And they're losing the World Series. It doesn't mean the coach is bad. And we've done, we've gone through this, and you've taken calls like this too. Team doesn't hit. Fire the hitting coach. Fire the hitting coach. Well, since the Yankees fired this guy, he's been to three World Series. Okay, <laughs> I got to think he kind of knows what he's doing. He has good players, but he also kind of knows what he's doing. It's just looking for a place to place blame. The hitting coach doesn't get any at bats. Sure, they all work with these guys, and I don't know. I never was a big like fire all the coaches. That's what the Yankees did, okay. right? You yeah. know, oh, we're bringing back Aaron Boone, but we're going to give them all new coaches. And what did that do? I guess it made the team better during the regular season. They were able to win the division, but they still had some shaky months. And then when they got to the postseason, they were strikeout kings. When they got to the biggest moment of the season they couldn't come up with the clutch hits is that the hitting coach's fault no but you know people yell fire him so i don't know i think it's always just a a, a round of finger pointing and people being upset and emotions but i'm i've never been the type to blame a hitting coach i I think that all of these guys are professional hitters they made it to this point either have it or you don't and sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the pitching sometimes the pitching is better right when i saw Christian Javier, no hit the Phillies. I'm like, I saw this. I've I, I seen this before. I they, He did this to the Yankees. Like, I'm not surprised. You know what the Astros did? They ran it back. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, they ran it back. And you know what? It, last year they didn't have Verlander, and they came up short. This year they have Verlander, and they were able to use him twice. And the second time around, he had it. Yeah. You know, I it's just – you can't call it. That's – you know, you can't predict baseball. That's just how it goes. But I think that they're better prepared than most teams. I think they pitch better than most teams for sure. And they have enough guys in that lineup that can do damage. Uh, I, the bottom of their lineup does work. It, it was not Altuve and Jordan Alvarez carrying yeah. them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Al- Alvarez came up big when he when he came up big, yep. but Altuve and Alvarez were not the guys. They're two, you know, guys that you thought were going to be the ones to do it. It was Pena, it was Bregman, but it also was like Chaz McCormick or yep. Kyle Tucker mm-hmm. or, you know, some of these other guys mixed Maldonado, in. Like, Maldonado sucks. He's yeah. one of the worst hitters, but he had it for the World Series. Uh, Yuli yeah, Gur- Gurriel, they have it for, for the big moments. They don't shrink. Gurriel's 110 years old, right? It's right, like, but he, he struggled in the postseason last year, and he was ready for the postseason this year. He's a World Series champion. Um, those guys are, are not going anywhere anytime soon. So, you want to bring up Gurriel? I want to talk. Think, it makes me think of the barbershop scene in Coming to America where he's talking about Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is 145 years old. Uh, that makes me think, uh, <laughs> I know you, that one. <laughs> uh, oh, thanks. That's good. 